Hello, everyone. This is your host, Sergeant First Class Arslan Khan with the Warrant Officer Recruiting Company. And today, we'll be exploring the 350 Fox, all-source intelligence technician, Warrant Officer Military Occupation Specialty. Our special guest is none other than CW3 David Pierce from HHC Army Support Group Kuwait. And he will be talking to us about what it means to be a 350 Fox in the all-source intelligence warrant officer specialty. Yeah, glad to be here and thanks for hosting us. Chief Pierce, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we are excited to hear your input uh, in all the different ways the 350 Fox warrant officer military occupation specialty contributes to mission accomplishment. Can you tell us a little bit about your experiences as a warrant officer and how you feel about serving in your warrant officer specialty, sir? So I've been a warrant officer now for about eight and a half years. Um, before that, I was a 35 Fox Intel analyst and I was enlisted for about eight and a half years. And I just came out on the Sergeant First Class list when I dropped my packet um, to become a warrant officer. Um, overall, it's been a great experience. I've served both at the tactical level up to the strategic level. And I think being a warrant officer does give you um, an advantage in both education, schooling, and opportunities um, to further grow within the intelligence community itself. Thank you, sir, for that great insight. For the potential applicant listening, we've asked questions that most of us have when deciding to pursue a career as a 350 Fox warrant officer. And we would like to delve into some of these questions and get your take on some of the most crucial questions we all want to know. Let us begin by asking, what do warrant officers in your specialty do in a normal span of a duty day when they start out as a new warrant officer in the cohort? And how do those responsibilities evolve into more responsibilities later on? So what do warrant officers do on a normal span of a duty day? So I can tell you as a new warrant officer, the 350 Fox is a W1 or W2. Um, you can expect probably your first three years to be spent at the tactical level, most likely at a brigade combat team um, in the BICE or brigade intelligence um, support element. Um, and at that level, you're really expected to lead production um, for all intelligence products within the MDMP cycle. So as you progress out of kind of the lowest levels of the brigade, um, once you hit CW3, that's when you start looking at more operational assignments and your fields kind of open up to unique opportunities. Um, coming overseas and doing some unique things, maybe um, with security training in other nations, uh, working at DIA, um, lots of cool opportunities. Um, kind of evolve as you get promoted up through the ranks. Thank you, sir. Why should someone pursue this type of commission, and what are some of the benefits they take into the civilian world? So if you're enlisted 35 Fox now, I would say pursuing this type of commission um, really comes down to a personal decision. Um, for me, I have civilian education. Um, I have a bachelor's and a master's degree, but for me, um, a warrant officer was just kind of more in my lane, in my personality type. So I'm not a super type A personality necessarily, but I love doing my job. And in um, becoming a technician, you will do your job and you will become 
um, an expert in your field. So, you know, I would never not encourage anyone to become a normal officer if you'd, if that's something you would rather do. But for me, it was always uh, becoming a warrant officer and being very specialized in exactly what we do as all source technicians. Thank you, sir. That's really great to know. What types of training can a young enlisted NCO benefit from when considering to pursue a career in the 350 Fox Warrant Officer Military Occupation Specialty? Uh, so there's a lot of training that can be had um, as a 350 Fox um, outside of our normal, um, you know, going through WOCS, WOBC, a Warrant Officer Advanced Course, Warrant Officer ILE, and the Senior Staff Course. And that's kind of the pipeline for a Warrant Officer training as you, you know, graduate in grade. But outside of that, there's a lot of other stuff. Um, everything from training on D6A, which is still our system of record for intelligence. I'm getting that kind of at the tactical level training, very useful at the brigade um, and even going up in the operational level. But outside of that, opportunities with Foundry, um, which is kind of an intelligence platform that is used to teach all things intelligence. So, I mean, that could be anything from critical thinking to intelligence writing um, and lots of opportunities like that. And as well as just looking at some of the other uh, intelligence agencies um, in the DC area, um, there's always opportunities to go out and train with them as well. Um, and as a warrant officer, you will have probably more opportunity to do that type of thing than while you were enlisted. And all those things will transfer out into the civilian world if you get out of the military. Um, as a warrant officer, civilian employers um, are looking for that subject matter expertise. Um, so that definitely gives you a leg up if you get decide to either leave the military or do a career and then retire out. As a young staff sergeant working in the military intelligence field, uh, what advice would you give them on what types of jobs they need to start working towards in their enlisted careers that will help them to achieve a commission as a 350 Fox warrant officer? So what type of jobs would help a candidate? So I would say first um, look for diversity in assignments. Um, so try to do things at the tactical level, try to get the trade -oc, um, try to do at least an operational or maybe a strategic assignment. Um, it gives you a really good breadth of um, assignment history and gives you a good um, understanding of all aspects of intelligence and how they operate at the different levels. Thank you, sir. What is the most common mistake uh, made by applicants applying to the cohort and how can it be avoided? So one of the most common mistakes I have seen by applicants is trying to become a warrant officer too early. Um, and becoming a warrant officer, you have to, you're really required from the time you graduate to become a subject matter expert um, by your commanders. And it's a bit daunting at first, so you really want to evaluate before you ask a senior warrant officer for a letter of recommendation if you feel like you're at that level already. And what I mean by that is... You know, are you an outstanding performer in your job right now? And can we look at your NCOERs and see that you are constantly outperforming your peers? 
You know, if that isn't the case, then you need to reevaluate putting in a packet at this point. You need to be above your peers consistently. You need to be striving for diversity in your assignments. Um, and you need a good amount of time under your belt um, in the job to really have that base prior to becoming a warrant officer. When submitting a packet to the board, what do board members value the most? And could you help us to describe the process that takes place when your packet is reviewed by the board? So again, when submitting the packet to the board, um, again, they're looking for diversity. They're looking for um, always being a top performer. Like I said, being a warrant officer, you are kind of become the center of whatever you're doing. And as an all-source tech, you know, that is kind of at the, the center of production efforts at a brigade, for example. So there's no one else to lean on if something doesn't go right and your section isn't producing. You are that, um, that final authority. So you need to be prepared for that. Um, so yeah, they're looking for diversity, uh, constant uh, performance, and as well as education, like what are you doing to better yourself um, through civilian education, through army provided courses, through foundry level courses. Um, basically the whole person concept also comes into play. So um, what else are you doing outside of your job to better yourself? Those are all things that the board will consider. Well, thank you, sir. That's very insightful. Sir, what advice would you give to a newly selected NCO in your unit on how to prepare for warrant officer candidate school and the warrant officer training that they're about to conduct? So I would say if you just were selected for walks, um, congratulations first. Um, I think the first thing you can do is start preparing mentally and physically for walks. Um, so most likely there'll still be a distance learning portion to walks and that's, that's kind of your onboarding when you'll kind of get a brief understanding of, you know, what walks will be like, what the expectations will be. Um, there are some physical requirements once you're at walks, lots of running, um, you need to be in physical shape. But really walks comes down to is mental resiliency. Um, so I always tell people it's kind of like being at basic training again, only um, you're expected to know everything already and then prioritize because you'll never have enough time to do all the tasks that you're supposed to do. So it's just a lot to do and you need to be mentally and physically prepared. Thank you, sir. Once you've been trained and pinned on as a warrant officer, uh, do you have any input on where you'll be stationed and what is the process for selecting a duty station? So once you've been trained and pinned as a warrant officer, um, the assignment process, at least from what I still understand, um, there isn't a lot of input you will have for your first assignment. Now, you'll obviously have a preference sheet, and with AIM coming out, that may have changed. But when I went through, you know, it's you have a preference sheet, but it's really kind of the needs of the Army um, and where Branch wants to send you for your first assignment. And then, of course, for your next assignment following, you'll at that point at least be in the AIM process and you'll be able to preference assignments, you know, talk to potential um, hiring officials at your other duty positions and kind of interview for positions you're interested in. Um, but that's all kind of new right now. 
but at least you'll have something to look forward to there. When approaching your unit officer in charge and or your senior warrant officer for a letter of recommendation, what steps should an NCO take to position themselves in receiving a stellar letter of recommendation, sir? So when approaching an OIC and the senior warrant officer for recommendations in a letter, um, really need to present yourself as um, confident and confident in your packet and confident in your abilities to do the job. Uh, you can't be a passive person during this process. So you need to have already prepared what you can in that packet. You need to have, you know, your NCOERs to be able to demonstrate your, both what you've done and your potential for becoming a warrant officer. And you need to be able to talk to um, that warrant officer, senior warrant officer, and kind of show them why you're a great candidate for this job. You know, be prepared to kind of gloat on yourself a little bit. Tell, tell us what you've done, like why you want to be a warrant officer. As people writing letters, we're looking for people to fill our position. We're not looking to deny people. We're looking to, you know, accept people. And we want confident, competent NCOs to join the ranks. So just be prepared and um, have your stuff in order when you show up. Thank you, sir. That was a lot of great information. Where are the three best duty stations that one can expect to serve in while assigned as a 350 Fox warrant officer? So as far as best duty stations um, you can serve in as a warrant officer, 350 Fox specifically, that's very subjective, right? I mean, I've spent a lot of time at JBLM, Washington. It's a great post. Um, all of my family and I grew up in Washington, so, you know, I'm biased towards Washington State. Lots of people don't like it because it rains a lot, but, you know, it's a great place to be. I've also spent probably close to 13 years overseas uh, between Vicenza, Italy and Germany and, you know, the deployments in Iraq, Afghanistan, um, some operational tours, and now I'm in Kuwait. So I would say take advantage of your opportunities to get outside the United States. You know, there's a lot of opportunities that people miss out on because they're kind of worried about, you know, well, what happens when I go overseas? You know, it makes me nervous. You know, the military will take care of you. You just have to be proactive. And if you're young and want to explore the world, I'd highly recommend looking at assignments overseas as ways to kind of broaden um, both you professionally and personally. What are some of the most important certifications and training experiences warrant officers should pursue in the course of their career in this warrant officer military occupation specialty and why? So as far as most important certifications and training warrant officers should pursue as a 350 Fox, you know, I would first say I talked about D6A as a kind of our program of record right now. Um, and we do have a digital intelligence system master gunner course now. And there's a gunner entry program that's kind of a lead up to that course. Um, it's a very intensive course, which is why we have kind of a training glide slope leading up to it. But as a warrant officer, that is definitely you want to have that course because you need to understand D6A and how it integrates um, 
into the other army command systems. You need to understand how to talk about it. You need to understand the functionality. You need to be able to explain to the commanders what its capabilities are and all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, outside of D-SIGs, I mean, you need to look to better yourself in the things you'll primarily be doing. So, you know, as an all-source tech, you can expect to have a lot of FaceTime and a lot of briefings with your commander. So you can't be afraid to talk to your commander. You can't be afraid to brief generals. You need to be able to be confident. Um, you need to be able to write. So if you're not a great writer or not a great briefer, there are courses to help you with that. Um, there's definitely civilian education as well. You know, more and more warrant officers are now showing up with um, undergraduate and graduate degrees. You know, a lot of that will help your writing just in doing that. So it's just looking to, you know, develop yourself in those key ways that, you know, all source warrants specifically um, need to be great at. Well, thank you, sir. That's really great information. On the subject of promotions, starting as W-1, how long will it take in this warrant officer military occupation specialty to progress through each rank to reach CW5? So for promotions, um, starting from W1, um, basically looking at two years to pen W2 or CW2. Um, and that's, that's not necessarily a centralized board, but that's kind of like, you know, going from a second lieutenant to a first lieutenant. Um, you are going to make it as long as you didn't have some sort of derogatory information on your record. Um, from there, from CW2 to CW3, um, you will be looked at by a centralized board on your fourth year as a CW2. So it's six years as a warrant officer and you will pen CW3 most likely on the seventh year as a warrant officer. Now, again, for this board, it's much more competitive, especially for 350 Foxes. We normally hover around 65 to 68% pickup rate for CW3. So, which goes back to my comments earlier about making sure that when you switch over, you know, you have experience. Don't be scared to put in a packet, but, but know, you know, you've been in the MOS for, you know, six to 10 to 12 years and you have experience and you are a performer and you're willing to put the work in because that's what you're going to have to do in this job. Um, and then again, from W3 to W4, you're looking at that same timeline of four years, time and grade before you're boarded. And then on that fifth year, if you're picked up, um, you'll pen W4. Sir, as a mentor in the cohort, what additional advice uh, would you offer a potential uh, applicant so overall, um, final advice I'd give a potential candidate is don't be scared to seek advice from other warrant officers. You know, what I love most about being a warrant officer, I think, is just how small the community is. You know, I, I look at people, um, I look at email lists, and as a W3, I know I'd say 90% of the MI warrant officers in the Army. You know, outside of new W1s and, you know, fairly new CW2s, um, I can probably name most of them. I've met them. I'm friends with them. I've interacted with them in an assignment. You know, we've um, sent products back and forth to each other. And that camaraderie just doesn't, doesn't exist in the officer ranks. You know, there's hundreds of captains, hundreds of majors, you know, no, 
there's no way they know each other. And that's what makes kind of being a warrant officer so unique is the ability to network with each other um, and really form this close knit um, niche of subject matter expertise that commanders really rely on. So don't be afraid to, you know, ask that 350 Fox, hey, you know, what do I need to do to get to where you're at, you know? And most of us will be very helpful because we want you to be where we're at because, you know, we're most of us are nearing the, the end of our time in the Army and want to make sure that, you know, warrant officers are remain at that kind of top tier in a commander's eye of knowledge and understanding and getting the mission accomplished. So don't be afraid to ask. Um, and again, I love being a warrant officer, so feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions about being a 350 Fox. But other than that, I'll wrap it up. And thanks. Sir, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we really appreciate all the insight. Um, you know, and for our listeners out there, um, you know, he his advice, and if you're wanting to pursue this career, uh, the only thing I can tell you is go warrant now. <laughs>